Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone. This is season one, episode two. It's called One for the Angels. Full spoilers for the episode as always. So this episode, Mr. Death comes a knocking and tells someone that he's dying at midnight and he doesn't handle it very well. Nope. I think this is the first uh, episode of The Twilight Zone that we see Mr. Death because I think Death comes back. Does he? In other episodes too. It's probably not the same actor. Okay, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, as a concept, death showing up. Yeah, I can see them going back to that at some point. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, so, so, yeah, kind of a milestone. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and I guess it makes sense it's the first time, because it is only episode two. <laughs> I imagine right. there would be a lot of firsts in the next batch of episodes. Uh, so, yeah, one for the angels. Uh, we have this this uh, old-school salesman, this... Uh, uh, pitchman as is, is the, is the term that they use in the episode who just stands with a, a suitcase and tries to sell his toys to people he's got robots he's got all these things and you know he's good with kids he goes home and this this character's there this mr death and it becomes this dilemma because he kind of talks himself out of taking him but the little girl who that he knows and his friends with ends up getting hurt and is going to die instead so it becomes this this moral dilemma for him about you know no take me instead take me instead and he has to try and save the girl that's just the, the essential to plot of the episode so tara did you enjoy one for the angels yes i did uh i thought it was pretty great actually it seemed a little bit um odd tonally because it's actually mm. quite a dark subject but the main guy who plays lou is so i don't know i don't want to say goofy but he's like instantly likable in almost a childlike way he's got kind mm. of a funny voice I actually recognize him from a role he played in Mary Poppins that was kind of similar where he was just so jovial. It's almost like watching Santa Claus on screen. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really thought you were going to see Star Trek there. When you said, I recognized nope. him from, I was like, I was going to Believe Star it or not, Trek. I have seen more things in Star Trek. <laughs> Sometimes you really make it seem like you haven't, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like, um, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. I think there's a couple of weird, like, I think it's weaker than the last episode uh due to a couple of things like so so the episode builds up and he eventually has to stall mr death um by pitching because earlier on he's because one of the there's like three reasons why they might postpone a death right because he's trying to argue with them Mm -hmm. he's like hey is there any way i can get out of this death at midnight he's like oh there's three there's three reasons and i don't think they apply to you and one of them the third one that eventually they kind of land on is that he has unfinished business there's just something he really needs to do before he dies and he, he he kind of comes up with this, oh, I need to do like the, the, the one for the angels, the, the pitch, the greatest pitch I've ever done that, that convinces someone to buy something. Like, it's, like, it's this important thing. And he essentially does that to Mr. Death to stall him so that he doesn't make the midnight like death of the girl. So yeah, I think I know where you're going. Uh, the actual like pitch that's being done is it's kind of hard to take seriously. And the reaction yeah. shots from Mr. Death are a little bit uh, over the top like he starts i think he starts sweating at one point because he wants to buy the stuff so bad yeah like <laughs> what, what, what exactly like i just nothing about the pitch actually felt that important or big or special and he's trying to sell them these ugly ties why does mr death need mm-hmm. a tie why does mr death have money why does he want things that's why the pitch was so good he sold death on something he doesn't need <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you why i like it um even for that stuff, because at the at the very end of it, when, you know, obviously the girl gets to live. Mm. I guess we're going to spoilers, right? It's okay. Oh, yeah, we're, we're full spoilers. That's fine. We're sure, good. sure. So the girl gets to live because he's postponed death's 
um, deadline of when he could take her soul. And um, I don't know, when they're walking to, away together and he kind of does that thing like, um, all right, I'm ready to go up there. We are going up there, right? <laughs> and Death gives him like, yeah, you made it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think it was it was almost like Death was an angel that was sent to help him finish that um, the unfinished business that he needed to do. Like that was the whole plan the whole time was to get him to feel satisfied to leave his earth. Okay, th- that would explain the, the, the pitching scene and why that's so ridiculous mm-hmm. and unbelievable. Um, so long as Luke buys it, you know? Yeah, that's as long as Luke buys it, part. yeah. Um, Not really Mr. Death. I'll tell you what I did like about it, though. I liked, I liked Blue as an actor. I also liked Mr. Death. I liked how Mr. Death played it as a very... He's, he's like a businessman who's just kind of like... <laughs> and I will say I thought it was weird how Lou never questions why he's in his house. Because he, he comes home in, in his yeah. apartment... <laughs> And, oh hey stranger hey stranger i saw you outside why are you here are you a census taker hey he let himself into your house maybe question that that detail yeah <laughs> i did really like the um i did really like the effect that they used you know for the 50s where he kept disappearing and showing up in different parts of mm. the apartment i thought that was really i thought that was pretty effective for the effects that they had it was yeah, a neat way to do it I liked how he was always sitting in a chair. He was never like just like in different places. He was always like he was moving around the room, but he was always in that same pose in the chair. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting with his little notebook and he's just taking notes and he's just like, "So you're you're Lou, so and so. You were born here. Your parents are this and that." He's like, "Ah, you've got it all written down there." Yeah, it's all very matter mm-hmm. of fact. Um, and then it's like, he actually gets kind of annoyed at Lou at one point because Lou's not figured out who he is yet. And I'm like, you could just right, tell him right. you're there for his death because he because he says, uh, "Your departure is at at, at midnight." It's like my departure. <laughs> where, where am I going? What's happening? Yeah, but Lou's so likable. Like it's hard to to blame him for anything like that. Yeah, I, I think what I like about his side of the story is that we you know, we meet him. He's with the kids at the start, and he's like he's going to give them all ice cream after dinner. Although I I, I do like present day mindset. I'm like you know there's there's a guy in the street who all the kids go to <laughs> yeah. after dinner for ice cream. I'm like that wouldn't fly these days. But you know it, it's, yeah. it, it's it's very it's genuine. Different different time <laughs> he's very sweet the kids all like him he gives them toys even though he didn't sell any he's like hey you can have some for free he's, he, he fixes mm-hmm. the toy for the girl all that's really nice and when he's confronted with death he 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 does try to talk himself out of it he's like no no no, oh, come on i'm not ready to die i've got so much more to do and he he tries to in a fun way but he does kind of try to weasel out of it he's like oh what about this reason well, he's, that- he's a pitchman right so yeah. you, you kind of have to expect him to try to pitch his way out of it like try to sell death on why he should live yeah, and obviously one of the things we talked about in the last episode is that because we've seen like other versions of this story done since then, right? And mm-hmm. obviously as soon as this, this started, I'm like, he's going to succeed, but someone else is going to die instead, right? That's the classic thing, mm-hmm. is that someone else is going to have to die to maintain the balance. And so you know where the story is going, and it, and that's fine. It's, it, it works well enough for what it is. Yeah. But I like that when it does turn out that the girl's hurt and he, he realizes the girl's, there's not even a moment of doubt. There's not even a moment no. of... Right away, he's just like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. Take me. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm old. Right. It, it was a real sweet moment from him. And a pretty dark turn for a show from the 50s, I thought. Yeah, that's, that is. <laughs> um, notably, I mean, it, 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 the, the one thing that did date it a little bit in terms of the actual her getting hit by the car is that... Well, there yeah, were... there's like no blood or yeah. <laughs> she didn't look hurt at all. Yeah, no blood, <laughs> no even sound effect, I don't think, of like a car screeching or anything like that. Yeah, there was a there was a real like blood-curdling scream, but I don't think it came from a little girl. 
<laughs> now that that came from a fifty-five-year-old woman named Martha uh, <laughs> at a oh. sound booth somewhere. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, but she she's just lying in front of the car, and that was like you know, it feels a little bit almost like a play where they're just pre- oh, just pretend <laughs> she's just lying in front yeah. of the car. Uh, but yeah, again, you forgive that because of the time period. But uh, it mm. like. But no, I, I like his character. I like Mr. Death. I like their interaction. I think the, the actors have a good back and forth. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite thing about the episode. Um, Did you recognize um, Mr. Death? I didn't. Should have I recognized him? I know he's the mayor in um, in Jaws. He's the mayor of Amity <gasps> who wants to keep the beaches open. I've clicked on him. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the first his, photo of him. His, is from Jaws. his voice. Like, I remember hearing it. I'm like, I know that voice. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're right. Yeah. Damn. Damn, mm-hmm. damn, damn, damn. Um, <laughs> no, that's cool. Uh, I, I don't know I, if I know from anything else, but... I feel like we're going to see that a lot in this show. Like, it'll be an actor who's, like, a younger version of what we know them There's from. There's going to be a lot of, hey, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And sure, Shatner's easy because it was right around the same time as Star Trek, but, like, everyone else is going to be like, sure. you know, we saw them in something 30 years later. <laughs> so, they're like, mm-hmm. is that Well, that'll that be a person? fun game to play when we watch these. Just, yeah. I don't know these people. So, so that's the first. Maybe we'll have one next week. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was weaker in the first one. I think because the pitching itself uh, just felt a little bit weird and far fetched. I don't. Yeah, d- it was a bit campier than the first one. Yeah, I don't dislike your interpretation though that it was the whole thing. It was just him being an angel the whole time, and the girl was never in danger. That like it was never a thing. It was just all about him. Um, feeling yeah, like all about him feeling ready to to go. Because the opening of the episode, he's got a lot of energy, but he does fail to sell anything. He's on the street and you know no one buys anything. He's just kind of talking to no one. Um, mm-hmm. It almost feels like... Um, like oh, I mean, I cracked a, a joke about how these days like a character like this who's nice to all these kids would be seen as creepy, right? I, I almost wonder if there is kind of like a, an element here of... like He's kind of like one of the last of his kind. Like People like this don't necessarily mm-hmm. exist that much anymore. So with him going, it's kind of the end of an era. I don't know. I was kind of getting... Well, yeah, that's kind of deep, but <laughs> I could see it. Hey, I try to be For deep. Sure. <laughs> I trust Rod Selling to have some subtext. Um, yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, if we start reviewing a TV show by Michael Bay and I, I try to make it deep, you can, by all means, t- <laughs> tell me I'm talking shit. Well, that's a bit of a stretch, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think Michael Bay was trying to say in this, this uh, scene? Uh, the, Bigger the, explosions. The More. Explosions Bigger. are cool, Faster. cars are cool, girls are hot, something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> subtext <Yeah. laughs> man I miss Sterling <laughs> <laughs> what's the subtext of this woman running her bikini boobs that's the subtext the subtext is boobs mm. boobs are attractive <laughs> <laughs> deep or are they oh. <laughs> I must ponder <laughs> um, but that, I mean, the, episode, the episode is fun I, I think um, I think inherently I'm going to like the darker episodes, like the last one, a bit more than these more light-hearted. Kind of, I mean, even though there's dark things going on, kind of, it's yeah. very light-hearted. Well, the in twist tone. in the last one was more of a was more of a Twilight Zone twist, where this yeah. is supernatural. Yeah, this is a bit more, I guess, hopeful. There's a kind of hopeful tone here that even in death, like you know, everything mattered, and there's there's mm-hmm. something after the after the pearly gates, I suppose. Uh, so there's a nice mm-hmm. sentiment here, which I, I mean, I guess it's nice that Twilight Zone can be both soul-crushingly like terrifying, uh, you know, uh, not not in like a, a horror <laughs> movie way, but in a like a oh god, we're like this, like we're all screwed <laughs> kind of way. 
Yeah, I mean, there's going to get some dark ones up ahead for sure. Oh, I, I can't. There's, there's one I know that's coming up. I don't know if it's this season or season two, where like everyone has to do what the kid says, and it's so dark, and I can't wait. Oh, isn't that the one they use in the movie also? It may, it may be actually. I mean, I've not seen the movie, but it may be. But I. That's on the list. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. Uh, but no. Uh, there you go. Uh, that, 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 that's pretty much the episode. Um, delightful actors, not as solid I think as the first one, but um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the act, the two actors really sell it. I, I think if if Lou wasn't as likable or if Mister Death wasn't as intriguing, yeah, it, it would probably. No, fall I'm apart. with you. The actors definitely sell it, especially Lou. He was really great. So, yeah. Do so, you uh, do you think you remember what's coming up next? Yeah. So Rod Serling at the end of the episode, he he talks about a cowboy. We're getting a western episode, and it's uh, let me just click to the next one to get the title again. Swinging around a Colt forty five in the episode, <laughs> Mister Denton on Doomsday, and I, I remember the title. I don't remember what was in the episode, but I do remember that title. Yeah, it's not coming to me. I don't know. Yeah, um, I remembered this episode actually when I was watching it. Yeah, it was because when I, when I looked at the image last week and I saw him like blue, I was like, oh, I remember this one. Death, you know, the Grim Reaper comes essentially is what I remembered, mm-hmm. which isn't exactly right, but you know, it was in the ballpark. Uh, this uh, the town drunk and the old west faces his past when fate lends a hand. That sounds kind of similar to this one, actually, in a way. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> if, if you know, not death, but someone you know, a, a being from beyond comes and. Uh, yeah, another like it's a wonderful lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see though. Maybe maybe it just seems like that on the surface. Maybe we'll we'll have a different tactic on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, so, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's the next episode. That's Mr. Denton on Dundee. But this has been uh, One for the Angels, uh, episode two of the Twilight Zone. So, of course, uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. You can like, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, all, all that supports us. As it does, of course, go over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, you can also uh, buy some merchandise if you wish. In the description, there's links to both the US and the UK store. And I guess on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz. Did I say that already? I mean, I said that already. Do you know what? There's so much to say in these outros that I just kind of <laughs> go on autopilot, and like I could probably say everything three times and not realize I've done it. <laughs> well, at least you don't have to promote any Twitter handle for me. It's one less thing. That's true. I wasn't even going to mention the day my... that I'm on Twitter is the day you know that we've entered the twilight zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Wibble eighty nine. Should anyone wish to. Uh to uh to follow uh i'm also on letterboxd under that name if you want to stalk my movie watching habits uh you can you can do that but um that is that is us that has been that's been episode two so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv and the twilight zone